lodges, scenic campsites, quirky yurts, and now camper cabins. An affordable way to get outdoors but still have the comforts of home. Pick your park, your place to stay, and plan your next adventure. All at ArkansasStateParks.com. Brought to you by this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. Our connections make powerful things happen. Individuals and communities. Rotary. Our people of action. With over one million members, we know what people can do when they come together. Around the world, generations of leaders build new friendships and solve problems, turning great ideas into reality. Take action with us. Find out more at rotary.org/slash action. you to the Thursday slash Friday version of Leaving the Yard. It's Thursday. Oh, that means uh, three uh, for Thursday. I got three names uh, right here. man. I got, a, I got a little cheat sheet, little sticky note here with three names on it. So I've been looking forward to this, uh, well, in the last 30 seconds, yeah. I'll be honest with you. Well, you'd forgotten, but that's no, all right. As, as, as soon as I threw out Thursday, it popped back into my mind. This may not last. Maybe it's just, you know, back in the day, they had uh, summer shows that they just put on the networks. Oh, yeah, the best of. No, no, no. They, no, they, the worst in, of. In lieu of. In lieu of repeats, they would just have, like, short runs, you know. Uh, Lynn Campbell, I think, was a summer replacement for oh, the you're about TV, yeah. TV things. The oh, networks. Yeah. What other networks yeah, yeah, yeah. have you got there? Yeah. We, we radio still network. Listening to radio back radio then. Radio network. Oh yeah. Anyway, this may just be a summer thing. I'm crazy about the microphone over there today. Quality of your mic is not the best today. Well, that's all right. I wonder if they've been trying to fix things in here with that. Uh, Maybe <laughs> that new girl we got. <laughs> Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. I'm just saying. I'm just saying you need to leave that alone. That is not on their fodder right there. All right, all right. But anyway. Uh, We have have good and bad news today. Yes. What's what's our good news? Well, Wace isn't coming today. (laughs) That is not good news. Oh, that's that's bad bad news. news. Sorry. I hopped him. Uh, this morning on Kirk and Company. See, I should know better. Yesterday. All plans are soft. We know this. It's the summer. He's a busy man. He's moving yeah. to a new job, moving to a new lo- locale to live. Yeah. And so as a result, he's kind of mobile. Oh, he's actually immobile right now. Yeah. His starter wouldn't yeah. uh, wouldn't work in the truck. Hey, so it won't turn over. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to make when an appearance get, today. When you get in her and she won't turn over, that's a problem. Next week, however, we'll see if he uh, can't get the vehicle fixed and we'll drive. In here. We'll drag him in here at the end of the week. Did you already called in the interview by phone? I didn't want to. <laughs> you want the whole well, he has a lot going match. on between now and Saturday. 
And so I felt like I could I could offer we would do it on the phone, but that takes an hour yeah. away from his time, basically, because right. he's going to have to make sure he's ready. He's got to pull the starter. And... You know he gets stressed out about stuff. Yeah. So I didn't want to really mess. We'll, we'll let him do it next week. He'll be calmer in a new location. What's he got going? Huh? Is he moving? Yeah, no, he, yeah, he's moving, apparently. He said he was uh, moving. He's moving out there moving. to a gig? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Wow. It's a confident coach. <laughs> <laughs> you let him sleep in the uh, field house Just yeah so anyway we we apologize for all the ways forga fans that uh we're looking forward to his appearance today but um and he said he may still show up so he he could shock us and just yeah. get everything going and cruise on in. shock him and not go answer the door well, <laughs> he's probably gonna need to ride home so right, he's right. on his own if that's he's going you back to mod not happening yeah but anyway so probably no waste today. So it's a uh, it's a good news, bad news story. It is. Bad news is I'm still not seeing the good news. We don't get waste. The bad news is we're not getting waste today. Yeah. Good news is we're going to get him probably next week. We will not be wasted. Won't <laughs> be Monday. We have uh, the combination of uh, Dylan Garten and Richie Plant. A battery. The battery. Tuesday we have uh, former Liberty ILO great. Will Middlebrooks is joining us. That great, will be great on the is phone. true. He was one of the greatest leopards ever. That will be on the phone, though. You know, who first turned me on to Will Middlebrooks, uh, Louis Avery told us right after we started this gig that there was a kid down in middle school that was going to be the greatest leopard ever. Really? And I said, who's that? And he said, Will Middlebrooks. The greatest leopard ever. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying that Will fulfilled that but he was certainly you can count him on one hand i think i mean when you go pitching, count, count him on one hand pitch and hit a team to the state baseball championship quarterback them to a state football championship so give me who's as good as that well didn't michael get invited to the heisman ceremony he did yeah he's, he's gonna be inducted in his college's yeah, hall of fame all-time great years I in a single the, sport yeah but he was still a fantastic leopard. In a single sport. Yes. Um, you know, Chop talks about some of the old-timers like Willie Till and guys like that right. that had pro careers, and I think Willie was at LSU and things like that. I don't go back that far. I certainly, of the 20 years that we've been doing this, would probably have those two listed as, as the top leopards of our time. Uh, you know, that was an outstanding athlete josh wheeler was a record-setting uh track athlete yes he was fantastic high school football player played college football over at louisiana tech yes so there's came in freeman came in freeman outstanding but i'm just saying louis told me trey carson well it's louis birthday today yeah trey we didn't even mention trey carson well, i mentioned him yeah deservedly so louis birthday today yeah, yeah. I I you stop having them. Let me go back to Trey for a second. Yeah. People forget how good a basketball player Trey yeah, was. He could hoop. Yes. He could flat out hoop. He took them to, I think, the regional finals. I think so. Yeah. But yes, Louis's birthday today. How old is Louis today? I don't know. I, I just wished him a happy birthday. See, I didn't know it was his birthday. I stay off the Facebook as much as I can. Well, that's all right. I'm not big on the meta. Well, then just leave meta alone, and I'm sure meta will forget you. Should we do a you. pool of how old we think Louis is? I'm assuming he's well into his 70s. You know, he tells stories about interviewing Mickey Mantle and stuff. 
So Mantle, let's see, the Mick retired in when? 64, 65? Something like that. Now, so, did he interview him as a player? I think he was a player. As a it, player? He talked about sitting in the so dugout. About almost 50 years ago. Sitting in a dugout interviewing Mickey Mantle. He, he played when they opened the Astrodome. Yeah. Mick was there. Yeah. So at least 65. And that may have been where Louis caught up with him. I don't know. But so that's anyway. 48 years ago. No. 58 years ago. Oh, hell, if he's if he was 20, that makes him 78. Uh, that's well into your 70s. I'm betting he wasn't 20. I'm betting he was older than 20. Probably 25. So he's in his 80s? Maybe. I don't know. All right. I'm going to have to find out the answer to this question. How old is Louie Avery? How old is Louie? Wow. It's quite the it's question. It's not three for Thursday, but it may be like a Where's Waldo? How old's Louie? I don't know, but we still so we go should. back in history and like, did Louis see that? <laughs> so if you saw the opening of the Astrodome, that's a pretty big deal. I would think so. I and don't know. The opening of the Coliseum. Maybe he called the McBarnstorming or something. Yeah. I don't know. The Acropolis was he here for the opening no, of that? No, no it wasn't sure that far no. back. No, probably not even the old Tiger Stadium. <laughs> there for that. <laughs> Wrigley was he there for Wrigley? Probably not. All right. So well. I'm just saying. That, we're yeah. honing in then. Yeah, we're honing in. But okay. It is Louis' birthday. I'm not seeing how old Louis is. I'm telling you, he's got to be. I'm, I'm going with 80. Did you start the deal today? I, I hope so. I'm not seeing it, so I'll check it here in a minute. I, I, I think I did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, I did. I'll go look. To I'm pretty sure. sure I started it. I'm going to guess Louis' 80, though. That'll be, my, uh, that'll be my uneducated guess about the age of Louis Avery. Yes, I did start it. See, it's your it's your equipment that's broken again. No slow. surprise there. No surprise that my equipment's on the fritz. Exactly. All right. So we're gonna do three names before five fifteen, or what? what? Got nine after now. Do so, I bleed this over past five fifteen, or is it gonna take more than six it won't minutes? Take long. These are just little snippets of three names. I think. But you know how we know. are. We'll 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 BS longer than that. Well, that's possible. All right, go I'll ahead. I'll wait till five. Well, no, let's hear one. All right. This one's for Jordan Angel, our friend Jordan Angel. Oh, man. I already don't like this list today. Alyssa Thompson. You know this person? Alyssa Thompson. Profession. She, I just gave you the hint. She's a truck driver? <laughs> <laughs> May not be old enough yet. Really? Yeah. She's 18 years old. Okay. She is, uh, she, this week was named to the United States women's national team as an 18-year-old. Which is pretty impressive. Pretty considering impressive. Considering you got the oldies on there. Yeah, well. Rapinos on there. Yeah, they had, uh, Morgan, those folks, yeah. they had to go back. And I, I think they stumbled recently and they were ready to move on some, from some people and decided, eh, maybe we're not ready to move yeah, on. Yeah, I don't think they are yet. But with that older group. Now, when when is the uh, women's national? Next summer? I don't know. It's coming up soon. Is it this summer? It can't be this summer. Already this summer. It's got to be next year. You know, maybe it's like the men's World Cup. Maybe it's in. Oh, that's good. See, this is going to this is going to politicize. I don't know soccer women. Is that really our concern when the women's World Cup? It shouldn't be, but it will be. People are going to be unhappy because Rapino's out there again. Well, that's their their reason to be angry. They're probably looking for something. They are, and that'll be it. Yes. Anyway, she identifies now as an AARP member. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Old, older? But anyway, Alyssa Thompson, 18 years old. This was the stat that just jumped off the page of me. 
She came in second in the 100 meters in the big division in California in state. She was the second fastest in the big division of the 100 meters. Okay. I'm assuming if she's been named to the women's United States national women's team in soccer, she must have ball skill. Well, you would think. But that to have that type of speed, I got to think if you're the second fastest high school girl in California, that's a phenomenal combination. That, if, if that was a stock, and I'm looking at paper, she just got named to the U.S. women's national team, and, and oh, by the way, she was the second fastest 100 meters. I got to think that's going to be an amazing combination in that's the future. That's a buy. You say that's a buy. I'm buying that stock. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting on that. All right. I'm going to purchase some of that. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just throwing that name out there to people. Keep an eye on that name. Now, you don't know anything because I'm going to ask you questions you probably don't know. But where where has she been playing? Is she in college yet? Or no, she, she's pro. She's, she's a pro player She's playing in a women's professional league. And she made the national team. Yes. I'm assuming she's going to be probably one that uh, comes in at the end. I would not the expect The last her. 10, 12 minutes of a game. That makes sense with yes. the burst of speed. You that's bet. a difference maker. Yeah. yeah. But just, you know, that pops up on your radar. You're, you're like, wow, that's you're impressive. A fast 18-year-old. Yeah. So I know, we've I know got, a bunch of those. Yeah, I know we've got that, that young lady that's the new golf sensation from Stanford and all that's going to be the next big thing in golf. Who didn't make my list, by the way. And I bet she's not that fast. No, no. Okay. But anyway, Alyssa, Alyssa Thompson. Thompson. We're keeping an eye on Alyssa. There's a name for you. It's one of our three names of the day. Three name Thursday. All right, All I'm right. going to hold you there because it's 13 after. All right. So we'll hit I the break. It's a tease. That's what we do here. It's a tease for coming back. Yeah. You don't want to miss names two and three. By the way, it's NBA draft night tonight. We'll come back and uh, visit about that as well. Let's take a break. 13 and a half after five, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan, 1079. Quick break. Not as quick as Alyssa Thompson. We'll be back in just a minute. After five, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan 1079. Clarification 74. Yeah. That's well into your 70s, isn't it? Yeah. You're not even halfway there. Maybe he was a cub reporter when he interviewed the Mick. Yeah. Maybe he was a student reporter. Thinking the, the Mick was done. I got like a year he retired. I don't know. Anyway, all right, we got person one, Alyssa Thompson, on our three for Thursday. Three names for Thursday. This is a brand new feature. We started last week accidentally. (laughs) And now you're stuck with it every Thursday. It's summertime. We're reaching. We're reaching. There's no reaching. I thought it was an intriguing first person. Our uh, our second one, you may know this now. I doubt it. But I'm going to mispronounce it either way. I'm going to go, no, I don't know who this is. Kirk Sarlos. 
Kirk Sarlos. S A A R L O S. L O O S. L O O S. S A A R L O O S. Yes. I know that name. You know that name. Well, this week he's uh, gotten some FaceTime. Really? Uh, he's the TCU baseball coach. Oh, okay. All right. Now, this is a guy who, I, I don't know if you remember a few years ago, uh, TCU had their baseball program rated by the Aggies. Uh, Jim, and I usually have to be a little uh, drunk to say his name, Schlossenegel. <laughs> okay. You know, first the Longhorns tried to Oh, yeah. No, I, I remember. Schlossenegel. <laughs> but they were rebuffed, and then the Aggies finally put a figure out there that got him to go to College Station. They swooped in. Well, either way, people thought, well, that's probably the end of that TCU baseball run. You would think. Their, their you know, coach has been taken away from them. Who was the coach again? Jim Schlossernagel. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I don't know how you actually pronounce his name either. Not like that, I'm it's sure. Fun. It's fun yeah, to say. Schlossernagel, I think. Yeah. But, right. but anyway, um, this guy is now taking a team to the College World Series. Yes. Won the Big 12 tournament. Thank you. Was hot as a pistol at the end of the year. Yes, he was. But this guy, when they put the headphones on him in the dugout in the Mac, is just golden. This is the best. I, for years, have gotten, you know, to like the idea of talking to a coach during the game a little more. You have. Yeah, I've gotten to a little more. I don't. Uh, it's kind of great. You know, the PGA now talks to people when they're walking down the fairway. I don't like that either. But anyway, uh, I've thought, since I've been seeing this for several years, the best at it has been Boone up in New York because former announcer, knows the rhythm of the broadcast. He's worked with a lot of the guys that are broadcasting for ESPN. And so he's very relaxed. And But I've seen him on... Uh, the Yes Network. I've seen him on ESPN, on Fox. He's he's golden. But this guy's as good as Boone. He is so chill and so calm during the interview that I'm thinking, with the amount of airtime he got in this postseason doing this, yeah. there's probably an MLB owner now that's looking going, if that guy's that calm, and is that good with the media? I won't be surprised if – and now I don't know if and, – and this is a good question to follow this up with. If you're at a pretty good pay-in college job. As a baseball coach. And this guy played in the major seven years. That's what I thought. I thought I knew that. Name. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe with A's or somebody. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, out of Santa Clara, he's not a – TCU alum or anything, and I, I don't remember who he played for, but anyway, he had a decent seven-year career in the bigs. But if you've got a sweet gig in college, and it's paying good, do you listen to MLB if they come along? How much is a sweet gig in college paying me? Because at TCU, what's he making? I'm thinking between... Now, before this week. Yeah. Because his pay is about to jump. Yeah. I'm, I'm figuring between... Seven fifty and one. And what do you think it'll be now? I think one. If it's not one, it'll be one. And so, and I'm talking to a major league team. Yeah, because they they 
make more than that at times. But you got a lot more time away from home. This guy's got a young family, young daughter and son, wife. Fort Worth's an amazing it's – it's a hot great, zip code right now. Super zip code right now to be. But I'll be honest with you. I don't know how many major league owners are dipping down to the college ranks to try to. Rarely, t- Tony Vitalo at uh, at at Tennessee is a good. He's yeah. a young guy, yeah. high profile program. Granted, hasn't finished off and won a series, but he's a, yeah. he's about the kind of guy you'd be looking for. We Dave used, Van Horn, yeah, has had great success at Arkansas. Yes, have any major league teams come knocking not, on the door and say? to come up here to the majors i don't think college coaches get that invite very often not very often it's a rare case from a guy makes that leap because they're making i i think they're usually growing their own yeah like i'm growing my double a or my triple a guy to take over my bench coach to take and one of the uh but we're seeing younger and younger managers given opportunities in the bigs would you agree with that well before bochi yes yeah but that's been typically... The Rangers were going that yeah. direction. Young, young, young. Yeah. No, this maybe. guy's like 42. I mean, he's not going to the majors. I, typically, I would agree with that. This is this guy was so good and so poised. And in one or two of the interviews I saw with him, he talked about he's more hands-off than most college coaches. That he likes, by the end of the year... That they should have it figured out, yeah. and he doesn't need to be as involved with them daily, right? Which sounds a lot like how you treat grown-ups, which most college coaches don't do. Yeah, yeah. This guy, you know, the other day when they're playing Florida, and you get the interview with the Florida coach, who's one of those I've got to have my hands. Yeah. And this guy were different day and night, and that's why I don't think most college coaches, as we've seen in other sports, do a, a very good job of making the leap. You're this working with is, such a. I, I just they to me they seem like such radically different jobs. Oh, I agree. Maybe more so than any other. I'm making the transition from college to the pros. The the recruiting, the dealing oh, with the issues, as I, we've seen with you know from Saban. Um, I'm I'm trying to think. Uh, we've seen an NBA guys that have moved up. Well, Larry the, Brown, Patino. Yeah. Well, Larry Brown won a championship. Yeah, but he was. <laughs> He's the rare guy. He's the rare guy. Yeah. Others, you know, Patino did not have a successful pro stint that I, no. I don't consider it. It, it was no. mediocre. Mediocre. Uh, so, but I haven't seen a guy like this in a while that made me think, wow. And with social media like it is now and with coverage of the College World Series now, I won't be surprised to see this guy's name pop up, A, for a bigger college job, and B, I won't be surprised even for a pro job because he's that poised with the headset on and the mic on during a game. It was phenomenal. TCU's unique. It's it's a little bit of a unique job. I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think as we reshuffle conferences here, the the SEC, we're, we're, tonight LSU is going to try to make this an all-SEC final. They, they won last night and beat Wake Forest. The SEC has become in baseball like they're in football they're just dominating the thing right now i can see that being the next level promotional job or promotional oh, move yeah. for a guy like this at some sec this school is far enough now we're three years removed yeah. from Schlossenegel. uh no but this is mostly his team now yes he didn't inherit a no bunch. 
But look around the SEC. How many jobs are open or, or you think are looking around yeah. because the competition's passed them by? Oh, yeah. I mean, Florida's good yeah. right now. Yeah. LSU's good right now. Vandy's Vandy. Yeah. Arkansas is good. LSU is outstanding. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's some great SEC jobs. Bad. There's jobs that you can move up from Tennessee, TCU to. Tennessee but and Mississippi I'm just saying, State are good. I'm just saying there are jobs that are bigger than TCU. Yeah, but uh, I, I just don't know how many there are that you'd want to go after. But I'm I don't want to go to the SEC with that landscape of I'm just coaches. You, I'm pretty I, happy where I this am. this guy gets a million and he's got a young family and he feels good in Fort Worth, I don't know that he even answers the phone. Oh, you answer, your agent answers. Yeah. But I'm telling you, this guy... Your agent's This guy... Is impressive. I'll guarantee he's had offers or inquiries, back channel inquiries, since they were out already. All right. That's two of your people. Two. Third name Jackson Gibson. Okay. Josh's kid. Okay. Had three touchdown receptions in their first seven on seven game today. You know, PG does a great job with their social media. They post it up right oh, away. Yeah. Um, three touchdown receptions in game one. He, you know, they've got him wearing these onesies, singlets. I don't know what you call these outfits. I that, doubt they're onesies. They look like a onesie. They I look, doubt that they're they probably calling like them onesies. Women's track outfits or Olympic track outfits. They've got these kids wearing now. But I'm looking at Jackson, and he's been cursed with Josh's height. He's he's not a big kid. But I'm telling you, he's a pretty buff-looking kid. Okay. Lean, athletic-looking. Right. No grades in. I think he's going to be a senior this year. I think he's part this of this great Breakout senior year. class. Here you go. And that's what I'm saying. I won't be surprised if they move offenses towards the pass more. That we don't hear this kid's name more. Well, you've been saying this for a while now, since the end of last season. Yeah. There's yeah. kind of been the hinting but, around that. Yeah, but I'm thinking, you know, Lance Jackson's going to be a big target in the passing game. Cade McFadden's going to be. I wasn't thinking that Josh's kid was going to be, you know, as big a contributor, but. I'm telling you, now he it's looks seven apart. on seven. I know, I You're know. Jumping out there a little early, a little hot right but now. I'm just saying, when when I look at three for Thursday, I'm looking for someone you didn't expect. Okay. I didn't expect that when I saw that today. I didn't expect as athletic looking kid. Like I say, he's cursed with Josh's. <laughs> he can't can't overcome that. But well, seven on perfect. For, for a guy like Jackson, yeah. then. Yes. It gives you a chance to run around without worrying about being knocked around. Yes. But I don't think that's going to be a problem. I don't think it is. But you I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. Bouncing you down uh, the stairs your whole life. I know. But seven on – you're what well, you're selling me hard on a seven on seven. I am. Uh, you play 11. Uh, uh, here's the deal. If you're looking for stock, are you uh, looking for proven stock? Are you looking to get it on the ground floor? Well, depends of how much money I've got. <laughs> If I got a lot of money, I'm putting it on proven stock. You want nothing but. If I'm high gambling here, I got a little bit of money and I'm trying to get uh, a lot in a hurry, well, then I'm looking at a little more risky stock. I'm just saying. So, of your three guys here, your three people, Alyssa Thompson, we said at the beginning of this, 
That looked like a stock you'd want to invest in. I think so. I don't think it's high risk. She's Not proven. Point. She's Not proven to she have. She just speed. got named to the U.S. Women's National Team. She's had this track success. She's already a professional. Yes. I think that's a pretty stable stock because it's a sport that most people don't follow closely. I think. You know, we may be five years from now. This kid could be a household name. She could be the next Mia Hamm. Nobody's the next Mia Hamm. <laughs> Don't do that. What about nobody's, Canadian bacon? <laughs> no, nobody's the next Mia Ham. You I'm know I got saying. a soft spot for Mia Ham. Yeah. Love Mia Ham. And, you know, Sarlos may be. He's a proven commodity. He's, is he? I think he's a proven commodity. He's a head coach at TCU. Did you know his name? And they t- I did know his name, but I didn't know he was head coach at TCU. And he's taken them to the Final Four. He's not a guy who's like a first-year coach and look out, they won a a postseason or a preseason tournament. Keep an eye on TCU. He's a proven commodity. I think that would be a buy and probably a fairly safe buy. I threw it out there. I threw it all the way out to the MLB. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. I'm buying he's going to get himself a raise and he may get flirted with some better potentially paying jobs. Which will get him a bigger raise. Which will get him a bigger raise. (laughs) I'm not. I think that's a. I think that's a conservative stock. I'm. I'm right. okay now. Jackson Gibson. Well, that's that's a risky what stock. What about today's all district? You told me today he's all district. He's going to be all district. And that's what I'm. I'm, I'm paying for that. He's that. Yes, that's he's going to be all district. That's upside. our thing. That's your upside. That's his performance. You know. Okay. So let's do this. You're going to be all district. The kid at LE probably got one of those spots for wide receiver. Primo, you probably go ahead and pencil him in uh, if he so, has a healthy season. So one spot's already taken out. But you're going to get three or four receivers. I understand. Yeah. If PG transitions to... don't forget to, Gilmer's in their district. I know. And they've got a kid coming back. I thought their kid graduated. Don't they have a Fluel in there? There's another thought, Fluel in everywhere. I thought, there was, I thought the Fluel in kid was... probably bad. a cousin or somebody, but whatever. <laughs> You're speculating on Fluellen. I'm, I'm figuring there's one someplace. It's kind of like, what was it, uh, Mims, Mims and Dangerfield. Dangerfield. There's always one someplace. <laughs> so I'm guessing that's two spots. Now, if PG is, as we're speculating here, actually transitioning to throwing the football around, and if they've got passes to be had, and if Jack's the one, the primary target... Well, then maybe I'm considering that's probably a pretty good bet. There's a lot of maybes in there, though. Go back to Jackson Cobb. All right. Wasn't a big kid. Nope. Was he an all-district-type performer as a receiver that 2017 season? Yeah. No, 18. 18. 18. 18. Well, when did he get hurt? Well, 19 is when he got hurt. He didn't get to play his senior year. But 18, they pretty much lived getting him the ball. You know, if they – if they were throwing, that's who was getting it. Typically, but see, I know that's different when you got everybody sucked in, expecting to run. Right, you're going to get some big yardage plays yeah. in that. In this new offense, however, where they're expecting you to throw, you're going to have more opportunities for those kind of things. I'm not buying, but I'm watching. How about that? Right. I'm keeping an eye on that stock, but I don't know that I'm ready to put money on it just yet. Three name Thursday. There you go.
righty, welcome back. 38 minutes after 5, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 107.9. Kirk and Company, tomorrow it's the Friday edition, which means... The return of Razorback Billy Lavender. I wonder what he's got to talk about. He's he's always got something going on. Always something with that guy. Yeah. That's why we invite him. We check the door, no waste forga. So we, we have sadness in our heart, but we'll get him on next week. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Uh, the NBA draft is this evening. Which I really don't care about, but these pre-draft trades, I like. And that's where I'm going today. Oh, you're going there? Well, I, you know, we... Where are you going first? Well, we had mentioned a couple of days ago the Mavericks kind of missed out on Bradley Beal. Yes. Especially when the price tag was basically nothing. Yeah. Well, they'd already given away all their second-round picks last year for Kyrie. Well, you give away future seconds. <laughs> that's what they, that's what everybody's doing now. That's what they did for Kyrie. Give away futures. Yeah. However, the Chris Paul move out of Phoenix or Arizona, however you want to call it, is is now starting to take traction in another direction. Yes, it looks as if apparently he's going from back west. Yeah, from Arizona to Washington, and then back all the way to California yes. because. And I'm going to say a move I'm struggling to understand. Why? Because you don't really need that many point guards. No, but I don't really consider him a true point anymore. I consider him more of a low shooting guard now that you feel good putting his ball in his hands late in ball games. And in Golden State? Yeah. I don't want the I don't want the ball in his hands. I want the ball in Steph's hands. Well, yes, but I don't consider CP3 a real three-point shooter. I, no, he's I, not. I see him as a mid-range he guy is. that you can almost use like a high post. When you spread the floor with the other guys and you've got him with the ball in his hands inside the arc, I think he's going to get a lot of looks by himself and he's going to draw – Second defenders, oftentimes. See, I don't think he, I don't think he's going to draw any second defenders. I, I think he, I think most well, guys in the league can defend him one on one now. He's still very strong. He's still able to get to the line. I still think with Chris Paul, it's how many games and how many minutes can he play? Yes, but, but I, that's with all of those old guys yeah, in Golden State I right now. I still think he's very effective. Uh, I think Poole, who well, I like so much, yes, yes. They wasted Jordan Poole this year. No, no. He needs to be off the leash. And when you've got Steph and Clay both, he's not unencumbered free to be Jordan Poole. When Poole was most effective with that team, it was when he was getting minutes for Clay or minutes for Steph, and he was free. But he didn't play as well with them. Whereas now, if you're bringing CP3 off the bench, I think he gives you more off the bench. See, I, I'm ready to move away from Clay. I, w- I would have rather kept Jordan sure, Poole sure. and moved away from Clay, uh, put Clay in a package, and send him off. I understand rather that. Rather than grab CP3 and lose Jordan Poole. I understand why you feel that way. He's not the defender he used to be, no, or the shooter. He's, well, I think he can be the shooter. But I don't think he comes off picks as well, and I don't think he's got the step-back ability he once had. He's just a slower player, more of a spot-up shooter now. But all that said, you can't move Clay. 
He's you moved Bradley Beal and a forty million dollar contract. Uh, you can move Clay. No, 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 no. He's Pippen. And Pippen ended up finishing his career someplace other yeah, than I Chicago. I understand, but he did it after Michael left. Okay. You didn't move him the whole time you had Michael. No. Yeah. No, but but if you tell me I've got I've got Steph and I've got Poole, Draymond's coming back, you would think. I, I think this probably gets there. I, I think this is probably the indication that the Warriors are going to be all in. They went after yes. an old guy, they moved a yes. young this guy, is, they're going to give Draymond money. We, we know the wind is one two years max. Yes. And and Draymond's probably going to get a two yeah, year probably fifty million dollar deal. Probably big. Maybe more. Well he was getting one twenty seven. I, so I gotta more. think he's gotta get more. He can get two at sixty. Yeah. I'm good with that group. You got. I think you've got the parts you need. I think you've got defenders in places. I think you've got shooters in places. If Chris Paul is healthy, then I, I like that as a. I like him as a alternative if there's not Clay there. But if I've got Jordan there, I'm not crazy about the new iteration of the Warriors. I think they're going to struggle to put players next to him and around him. I don't like Andrew Wiggins. And I know he was banged up, but I'd have moved him out as well, and I'd have kept Jordan Poole before Andrew Wiggins. I just am not sure I like what the Warriors are doing. I think this is a desperation move. I agree. It's a desperation move. It's the last chance to get another one with this core group. And then they're going to be bad, bad, bad. That's fine, but this core group includes Clay. I don't like it. And you can't turn him loose. I can turn him loose. I think I put enough pieces around him. I can turn the guy loose. I'm not saying that you can't be better without him. I'm just saying it just looks bad to turn loose the the sidekick. Looks bad for who? The the team. What does the team care? They've delivered championships. They've done what they've been. They delivered because of this guy. When he was good. Yes. He's not good now. He's he's not great now. He's, he's not good. good now. I disagree. He's not great. Was Clay Pippen bad at, at the, when Pippen left for Seattle? Was Pippen bad? No, he could still defend, and that was what Scotty did best. And I don't and he think could still Clay's be up got going that forward. Now. But that's never been Clay's thing. Clay's always been defense and shoot. Defense and shoot. Well, I get that. He can shoot still. Mm. He's not going to take the other team's best. Uh, you know, one, two, three. No, he's a diminished product. Yeah, he's a, I don't disagree with any of that. It just looks bad to turn him loose. And I don't think they wanted to be that team. I think they showed him loyalty by sending pull out, keeping him. And, well, and typically loyalty is not rewarded it, in sports. And if, it does, if they do this, if they win a championship the next two years, they did it exactly right. Yes. And if, but I don't expect them to as good as Denver is. No, I don't. Not just Denver. There are other teams in the West. That, Seattle's trying to build some kind of a yeah. superstar team. Yeah. We don't know what the Mavericks are going to look like yet. Seattle? We, well, Arizona, rather. We, we, we don't know what the Mavericks are going to be. Yeah. Oklahoma City's an up-and-comer. Yes, there's your Seattle. <laughs> Depending on what the, the Lakers actually decide yeah. to do I, with every, I, I don't see... I still think I don't the, see Golden State being a team that's not in the play-in part of this I, again. I think the biggest problem they have in the West is Denver. I just think that's the biggest problem they have. Clippers are still there too. I'm Forgetting not the saying there's I'm not still, great depth in the West. Memphis? That's not my. 
the biggest problem if I'm Golden State that I see for the next two years is Denver. They were so impressive this year. No one had anything for them. This West has just been an unbelievably difficult you oh, know, no conference question. for a decade. Yes. And they were able to get a, multiple titles out of it. But now I don't see them have anything for that team in particular. And so if you don't have anything for that team and you're taking swings at it for two more years. You're doing it for the loyalty of those guys. I see. You know, Cuban did this at the end of Dirk's career. I get it. He chased old guys. I get it. And he did everything he could to try to still give Dirk a chance. And he landed a franchise saver in Luka. Yeah. He got lucky and yeah, landed lucky. the guy. But it cost him, but yeah. It, it cost him, but he, they lost almost yes. nothing but from the went, team that was they Dirk were three years without even sniffing the playoffs. But look who they are. But they were chasing old dudes to try to keep Dirk competitive. And they got lucky in, in landing a guy who yeah, could be the next franchise player. But that wasn't part of keeping Dirk competitive. Dirk just happened to be there one year when Luke was coming. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying, yeah. though, they got lucky and yeah. found the one guy. Yeah. The Warriors are about to put themselves in a position if they don't get lucky and find oh, the yeah. one guy. They don't find the next step. They're garbage. Whatever. But they were garbage for years. It's been a long time since they've been I garbage. I mean, in between Rick Barry's title well, and their titles, there was nothing. Yeah. I'd run DMC. <laughs> a little Joe Barry Carroll in there somewhere. Yeah. I like those years. Let's come back and talk about Marcus Smart. Yeah, as the uh, trades continue in the NBA – Former Maverick Kristaps Porzingis looks like he's heading to uh, Boston. Somebody else sees the mirage again. Yep, and away goes. They pay for it. Yep, we're going to take a break. 48 minutes after five, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan. 6. We welcome you back. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 107.9. No show tomorrow. We are back on Monday. Of course, we're still Kirk and Company. Look forward to tomorrow morning with Billy Lavender hopping in the chair on Friday morning. Of course. Who else? Who else? Well, he's the only person you told me. Now, um, let me just say this. I'm well aware that Christoph Porzingis had a good solid year this year. He had all star year. Yeah, good solid year. Twenty three and eight. Yeah, yeah, good solid year. What what we expected when he came into this league, I, I would say this is probably his most complete year. Yeah, he was healthy for yeah, sixty five seventy games. Yeah, I still think he's a mirage. Oh, I agree. I yeah. think time and time again, he, he almost reminds me of Sean Bradley. People kept thinking, well, yeah. Well, he just needs to mature. He just needs our staff to work with him. He just needs health, and he's going to be one of the stars of this league. Well, I'm 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 hearing you talking. I know you're talking about Porzingis, and I'm hearing Victor Wimbayana. I'm I'm fearful that's the same thing San Antonio is about to get saddled with a seven foot five inch guy who cannot meet expectations. Yeah. You know. You and I go back to Ralph Sampson. Yeah. 
and Ralph did amazing things. I mean, for his time, his ball skill, his, his touch on the basketball, his defense, for a guy who was frail, not big, strong guy. No. He took a couple of Houston teams to the finals, but he wasn't by himself on those Houston teams. No, it helps to have a Keem. Yeah, they came in. Yeah. And, and could deal and, with a bulk inside. Yeah. Um, but those guys, it's tough. And, you know, the expectations is 10, 15 years of stardom. Porzingis. I understand why teams time and time again, I even understand why Boston went this direction. You would not think this was a Brad Stevens move. But he's he's high center right now. He can't get further down the, no. the creek. And he's so, had a good, a, a good group around a couple of superstars, yeah. and they can't get the job finished. So now you start pushing the panic button a little bit about my time with with uh, Brown and Tatum yes are limited I'm going to he's probably going to sign Jalen Brown to a huge yeah. contract yeah. he's, he's going to get paid and so you got to do something to come out this is Golden State all over yeah. only with a younger group yeah. I've got to put somebody here that's going to make those guys yeah, finally it can't be realize some Al Horford type it's got to be He's a good guy I get it Al Horford's a and, solid and, pro and you started this with Marcus Smart yes but Marcus Smart is the grit of that ball club. Yes. He is the blood and guts of that ball club. And certainly I understand Memphis feeling like they needed to get somebody in there with Jaw that's going to be the alpha in the locker room. And, and, well, and I don't know that John the locker room was a problem. No. As soon as he leaves the team, it's a yeah. problem. But do you think Marcus Smart will be inclined to hold him accountable? Well, the league's holding him accountable. The, the, the team's trying to hold him accountable. Yeah. He'll but grow up think, at some point in time. Do you think Marcus Smart is a good guy to bring in? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. To yeah, have yeah, around yeah, John Moran? Yeah, I agree 100%. I, I, I hate to put it on him. You're responsible for babysitting this. No, I'm not head. saying babysitting. I'm saying a guy who's going to hold him accountable in a locker room. And even though he doesn't have a ring, people around the league look at Marcus Smart as that guy. My, my fear of Marcus Smart is this. We saw it in college. And granted, he's not the same kid he was in college. No, I think he's matured and is just tough as nails. But man. we know that, that Oak, the uh, Memphis, the, the, the Grizzlies team was extremely immature. Yeah. Not just John Morant. No. I, Across I, the board. They ended up getting rid of a guy because he was just a nightmare of such immaturity. He wanted to call out LeBron. Yeah. And you don't, yeah. you don't poke the bear. Yeah. They're, they're so immature, and, and you're right. Maybe having a veteran guy like this, but but in a team filled with knuckleheads, Marcus Smart has shown as a young man he was a knucklehead. Yeah. I'm worried that this is... But that's not who he is anymore. Do you see him that way anymore? I, I see think him. it is. I hope it's not. I see him. You know, he's not the... You know, in college, he was a scorer. He was a guy that... Wanted to get his. I know, but in Boston, they surrounded him with pros. Yeah, and he's a pro now. He's about to be surrounded by a bunch of knuckleheads. I, well, I just think he's a pro now. And and the way he carries himself and the way he, – he was the guy on that team that got on people's butt. And did the dirty yeah. stuff that yes. nobody else wanted to do. Yes. He and was I the think, physical guy. I think he's respected around the league now. 
I think he'll walk into that locker room and expect that respect. Yeah, he'll make Memphis tougher. Yeah. And that's where, you know, they they market themselves as Grind City. That's who they sell themselves as. Yeah. But with Jaw, they haven't been that. No. They've been high-flying. Yeah. But they got tougher today. But I don't know what Boston got today. I know what they got. Boston have got Illusion. a bill of goods of a guy they think is going to be, here's your third star. Is this the third star that's going to yeah. push Boston over the top? But I don't see it. He's an illusion. And to me, he's a conflicting piece with with Tatum and Brown, not a complimentary yeah. piece. He's going to want the ball in the space they want the ball. Not inside, not posting up. Not. Re- I, I just feel like that's a bad marriage, it feels like. Yeah, well, like I say, he's... He's an illusion. Don't don't drink that Kool-Aid, but Boston has. I got big things going on this evening. Unfortunately, we're not back till Monday, but NBA draft tonight. Number one, number two, College World Series, last of the play-in games. Wake Forest and LSU going at it. Winner take all moves into the uh, World Series on Saturday. Losers done. That's all going on tonight. So we got big sports stuff happening this evening. All right, we're done for today. Appreciate you tuning in. Tell you to enjoy your weekend. Yeah. We'll be back in here on Monday. We'll do it all over again next week. Don't forget, joining us on Monday, Richie Plant and uh, Dylan Garten, the battery mates from Liberty Isle, will be in studio with us Monday at 530. You guys take care. Have a great weekend.